Okay. So, mayong uh, hapon. Here we go. This is Sports Physiology 2 because I know that you were able to see Sports Physiology 1. I hope we can build on that para mas mag-enjoy kayo, no? para maitindihan nyo because I believe na sports is really something that is in your area of specialty or focus. No? So, we have to go deeper on this. Okay. So, respiration in exercise. Kamusta nga ba yung lungs natin whenever we do exercise? This is very important whenever we do exercise, but more, sabi nga, no, more importanter no? In, in other types of sports. Why is it more importanter? Simple lang. Um, whenever we're dealing with sports that, that need more endurance, dun mas importante si respiratory system compared sa mga biglaan. So, ano ba yung mga endurance athletics natin versus the sprint types? Now, unless you're running away because you did something illegal, that's a sprint type. No? Or uh, some will say that the, uh, the most effective martial art in the world is the 100-meter dash. Then that's uh, the sprint type. So, you need yung mga fibers na yun, di ba? Instead of uh, respiratory ability. But when you have an endurance type of sport, then that's where you need a very, very good uh, respiratory system. So, gaya ng alin. Now, I hope this will play nicely sa inyo. Check this guy out. No? <clears throat> very, very crazy. No? This is not edited. Of course, the video was spliced. But talagang sobrang balis, uh, bilis niya talagang tumakbo dito. No? This is soccer, of course. Or uh, just football. European football, if we, if we may not say it. Another one here, because I'm a fan of football, nga, sabi ko sa inyo. this is Diego Maradona, one of the World Cup uh, ano, heroes of 1986, I think. So, tinakbuhan niya, no? representing, uh, if I'm not mistaken, ano ba? was it Argentina? No? They're, tinakbuhan niya, kalaban niya ang buong UK, no? British team. Nilusutan niya lahat. No? So, ganun kabilis yung mga takbo niya. Tapos, kailangan talaga na matindi yung lungs mo dito. Okay? So, yun yung mga endurance sports natin. So this is also some guy named Buakao. I could be saying that wrong because he's Thai. But he's really this uh, parang phenomenal Muay Thai fighter. No? And um, ang importante dito is that oxygen consumption and pulmonary ventilation in exercise. Now, alam na natin na lagi pinag-uusapan is the typical young male, di ba? We talked about that already. Kung bakit, di ba? Um, at rest yung oxygen consumption natin is 250 ml per minute for a young male. Now, what is the difference when you do exercise? If you have an untrained average male, that would be 3,600 ml per minute. If you have athletically trained average male, that would be 4,000 ml per minute. That's roughly no, 10% bigger, maybe. Um, maybe 15%, depende. But if you have a male marathon runner, that could be... 5.1 liters per minute. So, ganun katinde yung oxygen consumption natin in exercise. Now, take note na this is very associated with our previous lecture on sports physiology, yung oxygen death. Ha? Very, very related. Although not the same, but very, very related. So, we check, no? we compare the difference between oxygen consumption and total pulmonary ventilation. Now, remember, ventilation is one tidal volume, in and out. Huh? In and out yan ng hangin. It is usually 500 ml, no? usually. 
pansin natin there is a linear relationship. In short, it's going to be directly proportional. If it increases, then the other will increase also. And if it decreases, then obviously it will also decrease. Kasi nga linear yung relationship niya. So, ang napansin natin, oxygen consumption will actually increase around 20 times between rest and maximum exercise intensity in a well-trained athlete. So, this is someone who's been who's been giving enough time and effort na masanay yung katawan niya, no? In fact, no, I just realized, no, kaya yun yung term natin sa Tagalog, no, nag-exercise or nag-train, nagsasanay, no? Because I think it's a beautiful term, beautiful word. Sinasanay natin ang katawan for this type of event or activity. So, meron ding limits ito. So, mga tanong natin, no, gaano baka stressed yung pulmonary system natin kung patatat Ano, no? If we make it jump no? from at rest to a maximum intensity of exercise. And how different ba yung workload niya? Well, tingnan nyo sa baba. Kapag maximal exercise, yung pulmonary ventilation natin is around 100 to 110 liters per minute. But take a look at this. Kamusta naman yung maximum or yung maximal breathing capacity natin? It's 150 to 170. Now, take a look at this. Let's just compare 100 to 150 or 100 against 150. Now, take a look. Yung maximum breathing capacity natin, just, just these two numbers, ha? I'm not comparing 100 to 170, only 100 to 150. Mapapansin natin na 50% more. No? 50% more ang kaya ng ating maximum breathing capacity versus the maximal exercise. And that is very, very important. Bakit? So 50% greater ng napansin natin. Why? Because there has to be an element of safety. Ibig sabihin, if I may use another term, no, just my words, do not quote me on this, kay ginasimplify lang nako. This is parang our reserve. Naatayga may extra, no? Na safety element. Para lang masigurado na kakayanin ng katawan natin. So, in short, sa sobrang pagod tayo, kaya pa natin i 100% yun. Bakit? Kasi it's only 50%. No, I hope you're you did not get confused there. The point is that Kung gaano tayo kapagod, the super duper exercise, times two mo. Yan ang kaya ng katawan mo. With maximal exercise, comparing it to total na maximum breathing capacity. So bakit ito importante? Baka may nagtanong, no? may nag-iisip, para saan tong element of safety natin? Well, there are three reasons na importante. Una, hindi natin, which is going to be the subject of another lecture, ha? part of the tweaks I'm doing, Hindi natin ina-account kasi na may mga athletes who are training at different sea levels. So, pansinin nyo, saan nga ba nagte-training yung ating national boxers, yung mga sobrang galing? They train where? They train in Baguio, in Mountain Province, or maybe, no, I haven't heard, but maybe if you're from Mindanao, maybe that you would be training in Bukidnon. Uh, we train for high altitudes, and it's going to put a lot of stress on the respiratory system natin. Bakit? Because the pressure of oxygen is different in higher altitudes. It's much lesser. 
compared to being here at, let's say, close to sea level. Now, ano pa? We can also check the humidity or what is essentially, diba? we have the weather and then the temperature and all that. Over a course of time, we're going to call that now the climate. So what if yung climate mo, nagtitraining ka sobrang mainit? So nandoon yung extra na, na reserve natin, reserve power, kumbaga, doon siya nagagamit. And eto pa, no? lalo na ngayon, in the time of COVID, nako po, abnormalities in the respiratory system. So, mahirapan man tayo, which is, di ba, stressful condition kapag hinirap ka huminga, then at least you have a certain element of safety pa din na kaya ng katawan mo to make sure na you get a higher chance of survival kahit papano sa awa ng Diyos. No? Now, anong significance pa nito? Um, naitindihan natin that the pulmonary system is not the major limiting factor in aerobic metabolism. It's actually the heart's ability to pump. So that will be the topic of our next lecture. Focus tayo sa cardiovascular system in the exercise uh, condition. Okay. So ano mang effect ng training on VO2 max? Well, ano ba muna ang... VO2 max. It's the rate of oxygen usage under maximal aerobic metabolism. I hope you know who the guy on the right is. No? He was very instrumental in my, I wish I could say childhood, but more like teenage years. <laughs> Sige. So, ang ginawa nito is uh, we compared, uh, well, not me, but we as a human race. No? We compared a group of participants measured before and after training. So, ang ginawa natin dito, ganito. I'm gonna get one of you who was, sabihin na lang natin, an untrained male, young male. And uh, siguro tatlo, lima kayo. And then I'm going to put you in a training program lasting 7 to 13 weeks. And how long is that? That's roughly going to be just uh, just, uh, just beyond three months. no? And then iba't iba yung training natin. Bakit? Tingnan nyo ha. Tingnan nyo muna dito sa right. Yung isa sa inyo, ilalagay natin na magti-training twice a week lang. Tindi, no? Sarap. Yung iba naman doble, four days a week. At yung iba, nako, no? Um, martir, no? Gustong magpagod. Five days a week mag-training. So, anong nakita natin? Yung VO2 max increased only 10% after training. In fact, yung training, whether twice four times or five times a week ka nag-training, halos walang pinagkaiba. Halos walang effect dito sa increase na ito. So, importante man ang training, but 10% lang ang alam natin na increase niya in the oxygen usage during this um, condition. So, ang tanong dito, ganito. Bakit yung mga marathon people, meron silang 45% greater than normal VO2 max? In short, bakit sobrang galing nila na hindi sila agad napapagod na 45% sila mas kaya mapagod? In short, they are less resistant to pagod. We're talking of course about the respiratory system mainly, ha? although exercise also involves the cardiovascular pero later na yon. So, meron tayong mga nakikitang pattern. Ang pinakauna is that most likely genetically determined ito. Why? Some will say, no, they will say na 
oh, because we have to do it to survive. We had to run at a young age because we have to run away from animals. Tapos, we also had to run to the different villages to communicate. Maraming, ano, no? Maraming mga bagay-bagay. But another way of looking at it is also genetically determined na dahil dito, malaki yung kanilang chest size. Ano pa? In relation to body size. So this could be a very small person, very maliit, very payat, pero i-compare mo naman sa chest capacity niya, no? ang laki, yung total lang capacity niya. Sobrang laki. Ano pa? Stronger din ang kanilang respiratory muscles. So, wala na bang role mapaplay ang training? Of course, meron. Yun nga lang, um, ang sinasabi is that, anong nakita natin doon sa training natin? ba diba 7 to 13 weeks lang, which is roughly roughly 3 months, no? Igo lang nila pasog 3 months. Sa kanila kasi, yung nakita natin na 10%, 3 months lang yun. E compare mo naman sa kanila na years, many, many years of training. So, there is a chance na mas malaki ang effect sa kanila. Na hindi lang natin nakita in the 7 to 13 weeks. Okay. So, eto naman, the oxygen diffusing capacity of athletes. Now, Bear with me, ah. this is a huge mouthful. No? Listen kayo siya subton, but it's actually quite easy. So ano muna ang diffusing capacity? It's a measure of the rate of oxygen that can diffuse from the pulmonary alveoli into the blood. So minimeasure natin yung amount, no? actually yung amount and yung bilis na kaya ng oxygen mapunta or lumipat from the lungs na lang into the blood. Although you would know na, of course, pulmonary alveoli. Pero yung rate of oxygen nalilipat from the lungs to the blood. So paano natin ito measure? Let me read it first because it's a mouthful for you. It's expressed in ml of oxygen diffusing each minute for each ml of mercury difference between alveolar partial pressure of oxygen and pulmonary blood oxygen pressure. Unswah, unsa na siya? Simple lang. So for example... Kita mo, no? if the partial oxygen, mo pressure in the alveoli is 91 millimeters mercury, tapos yung PO2 in the blood is 91, anong difference niya? It's 1 millimeter mercury. Tama? 91 minus 90 is 1 millimeter mercury. So, for every 1 millimeter mercury difference in pressure, Dito natin measure yung amount of oxygen na lumilipat basing on 1 millimeter of mercury. So, it's the amount of oxygen diffusing through the respiratory membrane each minute is equal to the diffusing capacity. So again, bawat 1 millimeter mercury, yun ang difference niya. So, anong ibig sabihin nito? A non-athlete at rest per 1 millimeter mercury, ito ang difference. 23 ml per minute. Ito yung diffusing capacity niya. Non-athlete during maximum is 48. Speed skaters, I don't know, no? I don't know. I haven't seen a speed skater event. Ang alam ko lang yung mga skaters na paikot-ikot, no? I don't know if that's it or they have a particularly different setup but naguunahan sila parang marathon, no? Skating pa rin naman. 64 ml per minute. Swimmers, 
And I am assuming na dilit niya online swimming, no? During maximal exercise is 71 ml per minute. But look at this. Kinsa ang mga pinakahound, no? At yung mga oarsman during maximal exercise. Now, I'm not a sports analyst and all that. I'm not claiming to, to know about a lot of sports. But maybe, in my idea, maybe, etong mga oarsman, money silang mga nagakompete sa mga dragon boat. No? Maybe. Okay, mora man ang marag nagakompete nun. <laughs> I can imagine. So yung mga dragon boat, I think the Philippines is one of the huge winners, no? I think. No? So Filipino pride there. So sila ang may pinakamalaki at 80 ml per minute. And that's a huge thing. Why? So tingnan nyo ha, there's a several fold increase between the resting state and exercise. Alam na natin yun, biglang from nakarest ka, bigla kang nag super severe exercise. So what is responsible for this? Isipin nyo kasi, kapag at rest tayo, anatomically speaking, hindi nakabukas lahat ng capillaries natin. Ano pa? Yung blood flow natin is very slow. Relatively, hindi naman super slow, but relatively slow lang siya. Kasi normal yung blood pressure mo. But if you increase the blood flow, it will perfuse the same capillaries at maximal rate. In short, mas mabilis yung pag-saturate. Mas mabilis ang pag-daong. No? Sabihin na lang natin ng oxygen, ng dugo dun sa mga capillaries na yon. Maliban sa, it will actually open up more capillaries leading to what? a greater surface area for oxygen diffusion. And that is something I never understood that day because the physiology books will say, oh, the greatest cross-section in terms of anatomy when it comes to blood vessels, ang pinakamadami is capillaries. And I was saying, what? Capillaries, hindi na natin nakikita yun. But that's the point. Na sobrang liit nila, hindi natin alam na ang laki pala ng surface area nila if you put them together side by side no or end to end so the point is if talagang mapupuno natin na you have a lot of blood which is flowing through all those capillaries na hindi naka-open lahat-lahat no if we are at rest then you will have a greater surface area for oxygen diffusion kaya pala na ang laki ng diffusing capacity ng mga taong ito compared sa typical non-athlete at rest. Again, bakit? Kasi mas mabilis yung blood flow and mas maraming, term ko na lang ha, term ko na lang, mas maraming capillaries ang nagpa-participate. No? Nakijoin, nakisali. Instead na observer lang sila, natutuwa sila, nakisali sila yung mga capillaries. And ibig sabihin, nagtulungan, edi mas maraming oxygen ang kayang dalhin. I hope na intindihan, no? Sige. So, athletes requiring greater amounts of oxygen per minute have higher diffusing capacities. So, try mo kaya, no? Magbangka, no? Ang hirap kaya. Na-try ko, halos wala ako naka-ano, no? Wala ata ako nakabotog 10 meters, no? Grabe. It's very difficult, no? But sana makatry ako one day, no? Mangisda. Okay. So, the reason, bakit nga ba um, ganito? The, the question kasi is, look, You have non-athletes, no? you have speed skaters, you have swimmers, and you have oarsmen during maximal exercise. So ang mga tanong dito, ganito. Yung mga oarsmen, we're talking about those with 80 ml no? per minute, the, the largest by far. Bakit sila uh, napupunta sa ganong sport? Paano naging ganun yung mga tao? Were they attracted to that sport? So ibig sabihin, 
are people with naturally greater diffusing capacity choosing these, these sports? Talaga bang, uy, malaki yung oxygen capacity ko, pupunta ako sa Dragon Boat event. Ganun ba yon? Or is there something about the training methods ng mga coach and yung mga approach nila, like, I don't know, maybe the diet or something, that will actually increase the diffusing capacity, turning them essentially from noobs to what? Like, or or gods and goddesses. No? Parang ganun. No? Yung mga, like, literal na mga the epitome of ano, no? human uh, athletic ability. No? Parang mga ganun. So, we don't really know. But we do know na oxygen is greatly used by skeletal muscles during exercise. And that is why, um, dahil alam natin na malakas ang pagkonsumo na lang ng oxygen by skeletal muscles, baka isipin natin na habang nag-exercise tayo, bumabagsak yung oxygen sa arteries. So actually, hindi ito nangyayari. Expected din siguro natin na, wow, sobrang pagod tayo. No? Baka aakyat ng carbon dioxide above normal. The answer is, it doesn't really happen. It actually remains nearly normal. So, ano ibig sabihin nito? The respiratory system actually has an ability to to provide adequate aeration, meaning of course yung sabi nila natin, no, ventilation of the blood even during heavy exercise. And that's why importante yung mga arterial blood gases natin. Okay? So, blood gases do not have to be abnormal to stim- to be stimulated in exercise. In fact, neurogenic mechanisms from contracting muscles and moving joints are there. So, yung mga regulation natin nasa nasaan ba yun, no? Nasa brain stem yan, ha? I hope it was explained to you because I know for a fact na meron kayong uh, ano no, neuroanatomy na subject. So, I'm excited for you if you're doing that or maybe if you're taking that in the future, we can do more about that as well. So, but if not, tell me, ha? I can send you a lesson on it na ano, na neuroanatomy also. So the effect of smoking on pulmonary ventilation in exercise. Madami nagsasabi, doc, maigo ba akong hangin if mag-smoking jud ko? No? Or if or mukusog ba if I stop smoking? Well, yun nga no, ang the general idea is it's widely known na mabawasan or mawadan kag hangin. I remember back in high school when we were playing no in the in the football varsity because I was one dati no nung gaya ko pa ngayon hindi na. Um, nagagalit yung coach namin pag nakikita niya na, oy, ikaw ha, yosi na pun ka. Oh, ganun, no? Or, we know someone who's just so good, sobrang lakas sumipa, and then, imagine mo yun, pag sinipa niya from one end of the field, no, mahabol pa niya sa other end. Like, he's he's really that good. And we were really scared of him, no? We called him baka, kay, I don't know, parang, we were just afraid of him na, Madasmagan me, no? Lata yun me, no? Kaming mga payat, no? Well, at least I was payat dati. But after some time, we were noticing na hala, bakit pabilis na siyang napapagod, no? Parang nakakalamang nakakaiwas na kami ng konde sa kanya. Yun pala nagsasmoking siya. So nagalit yung coach namin. So again, yung question dito is, we're not gonna talk about bakit siya magsasmoke, that's his personal decision. Ang sa atin is, how does smoking actually affect, no? How does it actually affect your athletic performance? Take a look at the guy on the right. You probably know him, di ba? Uh, technically, if you categorize him, he is a smoker. He's a smoker. But he's not a regular smoker, but he does smoke on occasion. And he smokes in ano, probably expensive cigars because why not? He can afford it. 
So, ang nangyayari is that nicotine will actually constrict the bronchioles of the lungs, the terminal bronchioles. So, anong mangyayari dito? It's going to make it very difficult to overcome. No? So, think of a river. No? Think of a river na malaki, like the Amazon River. The flow will be very slow. But compare it to um, a very small stream no? na sa bukid-bukid nato, no? na very maingay, pero sobrang bilis. And in physiology, we know that as turbulence. So that's turbulence. The point here is that the smaller or the more narrower your airways, the, the harder no, yung resistance. And that nicotine does that. It makes air uh, go through a more difficult time unless na you open the airways. Second, the smoke will actually irritate no, what we call the irritant receptors of the lungs. And what that does is that it's going to trigger what? The coughing reflex. So, ang tanong, what if hindi ka na inuubo? Nako po. Go to the third one. It will paralyze the mucociliary elevator kung saan inaalis ng uh, mga cilia natin. No? Diba? Yung may cilia, yung histology ng lungs natin, yung airway, yung not the lungs rather, no? the airways rather. So, dahil kaya niyang iakyat ang mga maruruming bagay, nagkakaroon tayo ng plema. At dahil doon, nai-irritate ang ang airways natin. Nagkakaroon tayo ng coughing reflex. But if you paralyze that, then hindi ka na makakapag-ubo. That's it. So, thus, if I'm not mistaken, ha, please correct me. <laughs> Tatakot tuloy ako. Sige nga, sa chat, sa chat muna. No? Can you tell me who this guy is? I don't want to say the name. Baka mali ako. Nako. Can, can someone... Tell me who this person is. Can someone tell me? Ay, salamat. Tama, Gidi Ay. Yeah. Ay, salamat. No? Salamat sa pag... Ano, nadiliday ko sobrang mapahiya. No? Tama, no? Salamat. Mode ni si Lebron yun, no? I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing him this way. No? He, he looked different dati. No? When he was a lot younger. So, yeah. Um... Known as for like one of the probably the, the 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 best no the best lalo na after Kobe, and you have to you have to see it from my point of view. When I was into the NBA, that was the time of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and all that. No, yung mga Charles Barkley no. So these these guys right now they're a whole different generation from me. But I know him and he's good. He's he's always talked about. But think about it though. No? Some people regard him as, I don't know, Hack, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard or I've read it somewhere that they call him parang King James, something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. But the point is, sa galing niyang yun, he's already a light smoker. So we can actually say na reduced na ang performance niya. So what more, athletically speaking, kamusta kaya siya if hindi siya naninigarilyo? So that's something to think about if, no? if you're into uh, sports or if you're if you just happen to be a fan of the NBA. Okay. Yes, hindi ako na hindi ako na pahiya na sobra, no? Okay, so ano bang epekto natin, no? Ano ba epekto ng smoking sa sa ano, sa lungs? Well, eventually you're going to have COPD, a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Specifically, you're going to have the favorite and uh, God forbid, no, but I have to say this, my grandfather died of this, no? Um, he had emphysema. So, kasama nito is that you have chronic bronchitis, you have obstruction of the terminal bronchioles, and destruction of the alveolar walls. And what does that mean? That means na 
hindi na kayang mag mag-expand, mag-deflate permanently, no? Permanently naka nakaano na, nang pwede nang mag-collapse yung ano mo, yung lungs mo. Rather yung uh, yung alveoli mo, yung iba butas-butas and all that, no? That's the effect of emphysema. And I tell you, and I tell you because I'm concerned, ah, and I believe as a medical doctor, I have to tell you this. Wala pa akong kilala na smoker na of course other than a heart attack no god forbid but mamatay naman tayo one day di lang tayo magdali no other than accidents and other uh, other than the weird things no wala pa akong kilalang smoker who died of a respiratory disease na hindi nagsisi i tell you lahat sila nagsisisi lahat sila hirap na hirap um huminga mamatay and we had a case of a call center agent na who was from Pampanga dati and he got he got so desperate because he had TB and he also had emphysema nako po no na nag self medicate siya and he took azithromycin every day for a month now i don't know if you're very familiar with azithromycin but it's a strong drug no i believe it's a macrolide and you're supposed to take it once a day only for three days maximum maybe five days depending sa sakit mo the guy took it for a month and sabi niya na no sabi niya sa sa amin no not sa akin sa friend ko kung pwede nga lang daw kung pwede lang hinihingi niya sa dios na alisin habang tulog siya alisin yung baga niya hugasan no kung pwede lang labhan ba hugasan daw yung baga niya alisin daw yung mga nicotine yung mga tar tas ibalik sa kanya kung pwede lang no that's how much he suffered before we found out na he eventually he expired no may he rest in peace no but maybe kinukuwento ko lang sa inyo because i know how difficult it could be lalo na ngayon in the time of covid okay so how do you know a person has emphysema well i'll give you another way of addressing that no Because 80% uh, because 80% of the respiratory membrane is destroyed, well, actually up to 80%, konting-konting exercise lang or konting effort lang, hirap na hirap ka na huminga. In fact, hirap ka maglakad across the room na hindi ka hihingalin. I remember my grandfather, he had to wear, uh, not really wear, no, but he had to um, use a cane para makapaglakad because he was... He was a man of pride, no? I mean, very, ano, no? very proud, a self-made man. And um, it was sad he had to go that way, no? But again, how would you know na may emphysema yung tao? Well, kapag hirap siya huminga, you take a look at the photo on the right. This is known as the tripod position. Exactly um, because this is like, this is one, this is two, this is three. No, there's a tripod. And what this does is that it makes you breathe better. Do you remember yung taong, or maybe not the taong, ano, no? but do you remember the time when you were ran so hard and so fast? Anong gusto mo? Anong position mo para huminga ka better? Nakatayo ka ba? Naka, nakatingala sa taas? No. You would actually bend down. Diba? You would bend down on your knees and uh, do the tripod position because this makes lung expansion better. And this is the only way that they can actually breathe better. So if you have someone a medyo payat, history of smoking for a long time, and I tell you, usually, usually lalaki, 
tapos naka-tripod position like the one on the right, then usually that's going to be a case of emphysema. Now let's go to body heat and exercise. So ano bang nangyayari? So halos lahat ng energy natin na from metabolism actually goes into body heat. Diba? We have the different types of heat, resting heat, initial heat, no? Um, but I don't think that's covered na sa atin, well, at least not in, in our uh, topics for now. Even It even applies to energy causing muscle contraction kasi eventually magiging init yun, diba? So, paano? Well, maximum efficiency of nutrient energy, ibig sabihin, the energy that we get from the food na napupunta sa muscles is only 20 to 25%. All the rest go where? through the intracellular chemical reactions. Because you do need oxygen and to, to do metabolism, diba? aerobic metabolism, and we need energy to do that. So, uh, pakimute. <laughs> Nabigla ako doon. Pakimute, kapatid. Nabigla ako doon. Sige. So, how does it happen? Almost all energy for muscle eventually becomes body heat because majority is used to overcome resistance to movement of muscles and joints, lalong-lalo na kapag tumatanda, no? manggahig yun. Overcoming friction of blood flowing through blood vessels, lalo na kung nagko-constrict siya, lalo na kapag, um, na, well, in a natural state, no? kapag unopened pa siya, hindi pa nag-open yung mga sphincters na yan, no? uh, yung mga collateral circulation na yan, that would be one. But worse, if you're smoking and um, nagko-constrict yung blood vessels mo. And ang sabi, other similar effects which convert muscle contractile heat uh, energy into heat. So, depende din sa position mo and whatever na activity mo, di ba? So, doon na pupunta ang majority ng energy natin na for muscle work. So, oxygen consumption going back will actually increase around 20 times in a well-trained athlete. Alam na natin yun. But what is important here, yung amount of heat liberated is exactly proportional to oxygen consumption. So kung gaano kainit yung katawan mo, ganun din kadami yung oxygen na kailangan mo. And that is why the significance here is that every time you do severe, high-intensity exercise, pinapainit mo literal ang katawan mo. And hindi ka pa umiinom ng tubig kasi either hindi available or you just think na kaya mo because you want to lose fat or lose weight rather, combine mo na we belong in a tropical country which can be hot and humid na hindi kayang um, bawiin ng iyong pagpapawis, then you would get into a condition we know as a heat stroke, which I tell you can be deadly. Okay? Again, if masyadong mainit ang katawan mo, you're essentially going to have a fever. Pero fever, not because of inflammation, but because of body heat. And that type of fever, don't quote me on that, ha? explain ko lang ng simple, that type of fever is known as hyperthermia. And if you elevate that long enough, no, and over a long period of time, high enough rather, and over a long period of time, tapos hindi pa bumabawi yung katawan mo, that will lead to a heat stroke. So what is a heat stroke? Now, take a look on the photo on the right. Though. That's a very, very thirsty mummy. So gaito yung nangyayari. Kapag sumasali ka sa endurance events, it's very normal na yung katawan mo, assuming, no, pwede namang 35, 36.5, no, yung katawan mo na temperature, pwede gumamot ng 40 yan. 
But that's because of muscle activity or increased metabolism also. Do you remember yung mga hyperthyroidism? Di ba? Mainit ang katawan nila. So, depende na yon. Kasi also, metabolism is playing a factor as well. Now, kung 37 to 40, normally, katawan mo pa lang yun, you have to consider also the climate. Eh kung sobrang init dahil summer tayo, no? tapos humid pa, so... Yung katawan mo pwede maging from 37, it's gonna go to 42. And at this level, at 42, 41, 42 degrees, you're going to start hurting yourself. Why? Nasisira na mismo yung mga tissue. So, anong pinaka-sensitive dito? Ang brain. So, what happens? Since the most sensitive ang brain, expect that heat stroke will manifest symptoms or signs related to the nervous system. So you're going to have extreme weakness, headache, exhaustion, dizziness, nausea, profuse sweating, confusion, staggering. No? Kanang marag naglisod, naglakaw, naggate, marag hubog. Then, mag- then, then you just collapse and then unconsciousness. And hopefully you make it. No? Because if we fail to treat it immediately, lalo na if you don't know anyone, nobody knows, nobody cares. Sa tabi mo, no? you're like, when you're in a crowded area, then ang problema ngayon, people instead of helping, calling 911, would rather video you, diba? take out their cameras. So that's a problem. And if we fail to treat it immediately, that could be deadly. Bakit? Baka isipin mo, Doc, bakit ako magmamamatay if ever? Kung magkaka-heat stroke ako, eh, eventually I'm gonna stop exercising. So, edi, di ba dapat babagsak yung temperature ko? Well, of course babagsak siya. But it's not that fast. So think about a car na sabihin natin binyahe mo. No? Binyahe mo siya, like, you do a long-distance drive. No? Like, kunwari, do, you did a fun drive from maybe Davao, Davao City to Mati and back. No? So, let's just say, you went to Mati na and uh, you're at a beach, which, because I know Mati has a lot of beaches and I think it's amazing. But, pagdating mo doon, what do you do? You open, you pop the hood, and then makikita mo, no? mainit pa yung makina. Eh, pinatay mo naman yung makina. Eh, try mong hawakan. Di ba mainit pa din? The body is still the same. So, ang tanong doon ngayon is, physiologically, bakit hindi babagsak din yung temperature kahit bigla ka naman nag-stop mag-exercise? The reason is that, kasi nga masyado nang mainit yung katawan mo, nagpa-fail na yung temperature regulating mechanisms natin sa brain. Eto pa. At higher temperatures kasi, mabilis na yung metabolism natin para bumawi sa energy na kailangan. Di ba? Eto pa, that will also generate heat. And that will make your body literally hotter. So, kumbaga, para siyang positive feedback. Parang ganun. Okay? Para siyang positive feedback in a bad way. So, how do we do that? Now, I'm sure you've seen it probably in uh, in telenovelas or medical dramas. Ang preference kin preference sa ER na paliguin na siya og ice water. No? I know it's weird, but I know you can understand it. So if you have a heat stroke patient, you do an ice bucket challenge on that person, then you'd be doing a lot of help. No? But kung wala, no? sabihin natin wala, all you have to do is remove all the clothing. All the clothing, kaya may init, no? nag-insulate na siya. All the clothing, spray cool water all over the surface of the body or continually, no? basa, basa ah, you sponge it using your labakara or sponge, whatever you have. And then huyo po no? you blow air because uh, uh, ano no uh, preferably with a fan of course no um, 
because of conduction and I was it convection I think no the air will cool the body as well so it's a transfer of heat and that will make it lower or decrease the temperature okay so ganun lang important thing here is that kung heat stroke dapat mabilis mabilis yung pagtreat sa pasyente or else the patient will die so body fluids and salt in exercise so dalawa lang importante dito no uh, that's going to be sodium and potassium so Boxers usually do this. Um, MMA fighters usually do this. Nagkukulong sila sa isang sauna. Then they do a lot of exercises the night before. Sometimes even uh, two days before, no? Nang, ano, nang isang weigh-in so that they can qualify for the weight um, limit ng fight nila. Nang, nang, ano, nang kanilang, uh, ano man tawag doon? Category ba? Weight category, no? Uh, you can actually lose 5 to 10 pounds in one hour when you do these uh, endurance events. Lalo na kapag mainit. Like try doing that in the summer here in the Philippines, no? And uh, I'm sure you've heard of this, but the majority is usually uh, water, water weight. No? Yung sinasabing water weight, which physiologically is because of the loss of sweat. Now, etong loss of sweat importante ito. Kasi kung 3% lang, ha? 3% pa lang ng weight mo ang nawala, babagsak na yung performance mo. That's why kaning mga boxers na yung mga... MMA fighters, you know, they really, they're, they're at the point of collapse talaga. Point of collapse and bawal sila uminom ng tubig ng mga panahon na yon. Kasi nga, inaalis mo yung water weight mo eh. Tapos iinom ka ng tubig. Hindi pwede. So, ano pa? When you go to 5 to 10%, dahil talagang gusto mo talaga, no? Um, you want to make the uh, the limit of the ano mo, your fight, then you're gonna have muscle cramps and nausea as well. So, ganun siya kadalikado. Tatamaan talaga yung Ano mo, yung brain mo also. So, anong intervention natin? Um, eto, uh, I admit, ako lang gumawa nito, but uh, this is something na, ano naman, management talaga sa mga books, no? But the important thing here is that you replace lost fluids. Konti lang ba? Then water is fine. But if it's been going on for a long period of time or for an intense, ano no, intense workout, you're going to need electrolytes already. Yun yung sodium and potassium. So if you were, uh, if I can recommend in my practice, I would actually say po carry sweat ang gagamitin nyo. Yep, po carry sweat. That's um. Walang ano yan, ha? walang like endorsement or everything. But I'm just telling you, this could save your life or this could save your patient one day. Po carry sweat. If water is not enough, kailangan mo ng electrolytes, po carry sweat. But, so anong ginagawa nila? If practical, if practical ka lang talaga, no? fruit juices. Fruit juices. Kung wala, kung wala talaga, pero laging meron sa mga bukid, no? alam mo ano? Soft drink. So, flat coke kung pwede. Flat coke or flat Pepsi, flat cola, whatever. Money siya ang mga soft drink, mga cola na sa mga, ingon pa sa mga silingan, no? wala na ispirito. No? That's enough kung wala yung tubig or walang mga electrolytes. So what do we do here? Um, we have to replace sodium. That's why, no? um, I don't know kung napansin nyo ng SEA Games and even after the SEA Games, no? we have international athletes or athletes from other countries who are in uh, in Clark, in Subic, uh, basta in the, in, in the Olympic City, whatever that is, no? yung bagong ano natin, training area natin doon, world class, they actually go there to prepare maybe a month or so or a few weeks before going to international events na similar climate sa atin. I, leave, uh, I believe na before 
going to Japan in the last Olympics, no, I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> but alam ko na may mga nag-train ng mga iba't ibang athletes sa atin, no, sa may Pampanga area. So bakit nila 'to ginagawa? They have to do this because if they go from a cold area to a relatively mainit na area, they're going to lose a lot of sodium. And why does this happen? This happens because there will be an increase in aldosterone which will cause no um hopefully hopefully na yung sweat glands natin irereabsorb niya yung sodium chloride so hopefully yung 1 to 2 weeks nila na training will acclimatize them na hindi na sila mag-waste ng sodium unless pupunta sila dito on in one day lang magpa-perform mahirap yon okay so again increasing aldosterone will cause the sweat glands to conserve sodium chloride bago siya ilabas sa pawis. So how about replacing potassium? Dati kasi sodium lang ang importante. But in the experience of the military, not ours, but I guess in the in those with ano no, na mga western militaries na who are training in desert countries, mga allies nila, napansin nila na eventually kailangan mo rin palitan ang potassium. Bakit? You have to understand na during this time, sodium lang ang ginagamit natin. At the time, ha? at the time. But then, napansin nila na although the increase in aldosterone will tell the sweat gland na huwag ka mag-aksaya ng sodium, masyado namang lumalabas si potassium sa urine and sa sweat. So therefore, kailangan mo rin palitan pala si potassium. And remember, Having low potassium or hypokalemia can kill you. It can affect the heart really bad. And I'm sure you know that, no? Kasi pinag-usapan na natin yung ano, yung heart and uh, the conductivity. Importanteng-importante yung sodium and potassium. So, we're winding up our lecture. We're going down na to the drugs and athletics, no? Or actually the drug and the athlete. So tatlo lang importante dito. You have caffeine, the male sex hormones, and the amphetamines. Although to be strict about it, caffeine and amphetamines can be classified as stimulants. Pero ito lang naman yung importante. So hinihiwalay ko lang ang caffeine kasi this is readily available and I believe it's the most widely consumed drug in the world. No? And it's legal, no? for crying out loud. Sige. So caffeine in athletes, uh, ironically, I'm having coffee now, no? It's believed to increase athletic performance. Pero um, nakita natin in an experiment na kung saan yung isang marathoner no pinatakbo natin tapos binigyan natin ng 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 caffeine na ininjection na ng caffeine, yung running time was reduced by 7%. Now, if you're not familiar with the marathon, the idea is to finish as early as possible. And if for example, Um, if for example it takes you 100 seconds to run that tapos na tapos na tapos mo in 93 seconds just because you were given caffeine that's a lot and the amount of caffeine was only 1 to 3 cups of coffee so that's around 150 times 3 maybe up to 450 milligrams of caffeine but yun nga lang when other researchers tried it ang nangyari was that naging naging doubtful tuloy bakit kasi naging mixed yung uh, yung effect. So that's why for now yung caffeine na uh, unless no may bagong bagong guidelines, yung caffeine so far okay lang naman. Hindi siya masyado tina-target as doping no, yung mga performance enhancing drugs. So dito yung problema. 
this was actually used dati to somewhat cheat no legally no <laughs> kasi we didn't know this as much dati male sex hormones and actually androgens no were would really increase muscle strength and if if you need more strength then that could be beneficial in some events like yung mga weightlifting and all that no lalo na kung babae ka and in some men who may need the extra testosterone but the problem here is that it will also increase cardiovascular damage due to what hypertension bagsak yung healthy healthy fat mo yung yung hdls mo and tataas yung bad no bad na uh, mali ito ha mali mali please take note of this mali ito let me edit that saglit ha let me just edit that saglit let me uh, change that for you uh, i want to make sure no na yung ko lang nakita mali no sige okay So, ayan. So, let me screen share again. Sensya na kapatid. I'm doing this on the fly. Mabilisan lang, no? Okay. So, I hope you can see it. Um, HDLs are, please take note of this, ha? HDLs are healthy. So, you want them as high as possible. And LDLs are, I want to say lazy, but let's just say lousy, no? Lousy. So, when you have lousy LDLs, then that's going to be bad. Okay? So good cholesterol na lang, HDL. Bad cholesterol, LDL. So you want, want to have high HDLs and low LDLs. Kung baliktad yan, you're prone to what? Heart attacks and actually even strokes. Okay. So meron ding additional effect ito, no? If you start taking uh, exogenous, meaning... Um, androgens which do not belong to you or you were were not produced by your own body since you're taking estro uh, since you're taking estrogen tuloy since you're taking testosterone sasabihin ng ng itlog mo literal no because there's no other way of saying it your testicles your testes yung itlog mo madedetect niya sasabihin niya ay marami na pala akong testosterone eh so bakit pa ako gagawa and that's a problem because that will lead to what less sperm formation and less production of own testosterone. But pa ako magpapagod nandiyan naman yung yung drug, 'di ba? So that's a problem because it can last months to years. It's going to take a long time to recover if you ever recover. Now, what if babae? You can you can have hair on the face, you have a deeper voice, you have ruddy skin, no, medyo dry dry, no? And cessation of menses. Now, I know Uh, I don't really know the case of the the the, the woman on the right, no. But I, I really love the character. I hope you've seen the Greatest Showman. Very wonderfully written yung character, no. Napaganda ng song niya. So I hope uh, napanod yun na. Very very inspiring. But the point here is that you're gonna look like a male starting, no. And then you're not going to be menstruating anymore, and that's a problem. Now, what about amphetamines and cocaine, no? So, may reputation sila na if you get cocaine, it's going to increase athletic performance. But if you, you check the studies, ang sasabihin lang is that overuse will actually lead to deterioration, which is equally true. But then, if you really understand the studies, ang sasabihin lang nila is magigising ka lang. Sobrang gising na gising ka. So, I don't know, maybe bigay na bigay ka kasi sobrang gising ka. Yun lang yung performance niya, na effect rather. And there's a problem with this because, di ba nga sabi, pampagising siya, 
Now, what happens when you're in a stress event? Like, not stress, bad stress, but like in an exercise or sports event. What happens is that sobrang activated yung sympathetic nervous system mo and you will start having what? The fight or flight, di ba? Nandun si norepinephrine and si epinephrine. Now, if you combine that with amphetamines during exercise, that could kill you. So, uh, I remember, no? Uh, si Raulo talaga itong nasa kanan, no? Para to na marang to mamimigay ng pizza. But uh, uh, I remember na this was a few years ago, I think, we had the London Marathon. And for some reason, a lot of people were just, uh, I would not say dying, no? But collapsing while doing the marathon. It turns out na, ano, yung temperature nila, umakyat daw, masyado daw mainit, 24 degrees Celsius. Sobrang init na daw yun. Habang tayo sa Pilipinas, 31, 32, minsan pa nga, 36 degrees, no? If you're in the hottest place in the Philippines, chill lang. So, ganun ka-importante yung acclimatization. So, I hope na, ano nyo, no? That's why they need to train here. No? Sige. So, bakit namamatay yung mga tao? Um, the point is, you're over-exciting, over-stimulating your body. So, that's going to be really felt by your heart, which will lead to ventricular fibrillation, which could mean magpapahinga ka na sa sobrang pagod mo for a very long time, permanently ka nang pahinga. So that's lethal within a few seconds. Okay? So sana naintindihan na yun. So ano pa to our last topic now? Body fitness prolongs life. So napansin natin na lalo na no, sa mga 50 to 70 years old na mga population, kung sobrang fit sila, using uh, exercise and very very good no strict weight control to the point na sabi natin na healthy na lang no healthy weight control they were three times less likely to die than those who were less fit so ako ha please do not cite this please do not memorize this kasi term ko lang ito to make it more understandable for you but the next few slides will explain this kung bakit ito yung sinunat ko So we have two reasons. One is healthier clinical values mo. And two, you're going to have more body reserves. What do I mean? Again, ako lang gumawa nito. The next few slides, yun yung ibig sabihin nila. Yun yung galing sa libro. So this will reduce cardiovascular disease. Bakit? Because you're able to maintain a lower, relatively lower blood pressure compared to those na hindi nag-exercise. Ano pa? Do you remember yung lazy or lousy LDLs natin? Dapat mababa sila, di ba? Dapat low or decreased yung values nila para healthy. So eto yung nakita nila. Mababa na nga, higher pa yung healthy HDLs natin. Kapag you are in this age bracket and then um, nag-exercise ka pa. So ano ibig sabihin nun? This will be very protective against cardiovascular and cerebrovascular attacks. So protected ka na nga from a heart attack protected ka pa from a brain attack, which is the stroke. So ano pa yung pangalawa? No? Yung sabi ko na more body reserves. Mm, ibig sabihin kasi nito, ganito. If you take an 80-year-old, meron siyang oxygen delivery of 1 liter per minute. So ang respiratory reserve niya will be around 3 to 4 times lang. Yun yung maximum na kaya niya. Versus an athlete na may twice more likely. No? So in short, sa isang relatively fit na 80 years old, kung 3 to 4 times ang hindi, meron siyang 6 to 8 times more respiratory ability or reserves compared sa isang taong hindi fit. Now, what does this mean? Remember, when you are 80 years old, there was a time. There was a time in our 
in our history na pneumonia daw, and we're talking about bacteria lang, pneumonia is an old man's best friend. And I tell you, marami pa rin napapatay ngayon ng pneumonia. Ha? And remember, COVID is a pneumonia. So when you have a fit person, you're gonna need the extra twice no capability more kung may sakit ka. At least mas may reserve ka. Do you remember yung pinag-usapan natin kanina na element of safety? This is where it comes in very handily. Lalo na kapag matanda ka na. As long as you're fit and you maintain a good weight control. So ano pa? Um, sneak peek na lang, no? But sa cardiac output natin, kapag matanda na when you're, when you're fit and you have good weight control, mas stronger siya. Mas stronger up to 50% more compared sa hindi fit, di ba? So again, this is going to be part of the next lecture natin. But remember na importante din yung cardiovascular kasi ngayon nag-focus tayo sa respiratory. But the major limiting factor is the ability of the blood pumping no, ng heart. And we end there. Thank you.